Let's God bless all these years. Just get it right one time. What do you want from me? Forty years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone and Chick Brew show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For Glorious. And we're back. I <laughs> just, I don't know. Do you have a better cold open line than that? No, I love it. I guess right to the point. We're and back. we're back. Like that zit you thought was gone. I mean, it's the same thing every day. I love it. I'm picking up your sarcasm. I love it. No, I love it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I, uh, I think I want to expand the program a little bit. And I know you don't read my Facebook, so I'm going to tell you what I put out to the, to the universe. Okay. We both have uh, a wide assortment of very unique friends. And I am willing to give any of them a five-minute guest rant. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. So anybody who's got an idea about something that they want to get off their chest, keep it keep it clean. Don't worry if you if you don't keep it clean, I'll I'll uh, censor the heck out of you. Uh, keep it as clean as you can, and I'll take care of the rest. But basically, we're going to. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, hold on. Jim Holder's unsolicited advice about every podcast ever. Tell people in advance what you're going to be talking about. What we're going to be talking about is a new special guest rant section. We're going to be talking about food. We're going to be dreaming about food. We're going to be definitely talking about uh, your test and how that went. I'm very, very interested. And, of course, we'll always be talking about headlines and birthday burns. One of the, things, uh, one yes. of the headlines we will not be talking about, how the uh, Duchess of Cambridge or whatever make-believe title the, uh, the tampon lady is. Uh, we won't be talking about her commenting on the loud and offensive and unignorable gas passing of our president. <laughs> yes. The president we really, of the United States just uh, blows. We've had out. what? We've had one president throw up at dinner. We've had another president pass gas. I feel like that's like the epitome of America. We'll show up. We'll eat. We'll puke. We'll fart. We'll tell you our un, your unsolicited advice, and then we will exit stage left. Remember the old days when we went and visited statesmen from other country and got pitch chased with them? No, that's that was no. the original Bush that just threw up at dinner. I'm, yeah, that was bad sushi. Well, allegedly. allegedly, or was it good sake? We don't know. Okay, we don't know. I don't I think he was a teetotaler? I don't believe the senior Bush was a drinker. Allegedly. And we know that Junior Bush, well, I mean, he was until he wasn't. He liked cocaine. <laughs> okay. I don't know if he did or not. but if Allegedly. Did, Allegedly. You know, he would just go with the Bill Clinton defense. Right. I did not inhale. So Jenna Bush went to UT, and she used to always be at a lot of parties that I was at when I was in college. So they're, they're twin daughters of the first family. But only one of them went to the college you're associated with. I'm not associated with that college. You couldn't get in there. I partied around there. It was in Austin. With. I'm associated with the University of Florida at Gainesville because I love Coconuts Comedy Club and I love that area. It's I'm associated with it. I didn't go there. I'm not a Gators fan. I don't. Well, I don't even know. U of T, what is their uh, team? 
It's you. The Longhorns. University. Yeah, University of Texas, Austin. Longhorn. Yeah, yeah. That's like hang loose for dummies, right? Sports ball, and I don't <laughs> want to participate in this conversation. <laughs> I'm confused. So uh, the gym holder unsolicited advice is always the thing we've got to remember. Tell everybody what you're expecting. And we started to talk about whether well, something new I wanted to do. And what I want to do new is I want to give you, the listener, an opportunity to get something off your chest. We'll give you five minutes. All you got to do is come correct. You know, don't half step. Ain't no half stepping. You come correct. If you got a rant, you want to get it off your chest, write it down. Work it out. Conservation of words. Have a point to be made. Write it down. When you when you got it where you think it needs to be, we're gonna arrange a phone call. You're gonna PM me. We're gonna we're gonna set it up. I'm gonna record it. If it's good, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you know. If it's not good, I'm gonna give you some points, some tips, some ideas for improvement. And if you want to do another take, we do another take until we get it right. I think, especially knowing who I have as friends and and having a good idea of who you have as friends, I believe. That, that could be a lot of fun. Do you disagree? No, I'm just thinking of some people, and then I think, are they as lazy as me, or are they better than me? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that they're better than me. <laughs> you, are, uh, you are the epitome of your generation when it comes to laziness. 100%. 100%. If it's not going to put money in my pocket, I'm probably not going to do oh, it. And another thing we'll be talking about <laughs> this, in this episode, and insert hardcore sport music here, the injury report i don't know what that means it means somebody's got a broken ankle and i want to know how that happened and you know what the best part is is it was not spousal abuse because i am so far away so i'd like to not only only do you have a lock solid alibi right now tk's alibi service is always available for you (laughs) I designed this business model years ago. I will give an alibi to anyone, and it will be a lock-solid alibi. I'm telling you, I know the ins and the outs of the criminal justice system. The alibi I give you for the right price would free you to do whatever it is you want to do. So TK's alibi service, always available to you should you find yourself possibly being considered as a spousal abuse kind of person. Well, I don't think that that's one that we should pitch, but maybe that could be a new segment. (laughs) Your weekly alibi. (laughs) (laughs) The alibis I have are complex. They uh, they require a lot of uh, a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. Yes, objective quality evidence. There is. I mean, first things first. Your cell phone uh, comes to me. Yes. That's how so many people are getting caught these days. No one will ever know I was here. Uh, yeah, they have tried. Everyone knows that you were there. All the way down, you know, two or three inches. From space, they are able to bring a signal to your phone to give you the vastness of the Internet. No matter what toilet you're sitting on, the government knows exactly where you are so oh. how did you know i was on my toilet no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not i'm in my living room see there's a living room <laughs> the new york apartment there's a high probability your toilet's in your living room no there's a door it's a very narrow door but a back to door a door or a curtain shed or shade it's a whole door you 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 know what i'm talking about new york apartments are traditionally uh, insanely small especially in the city yet <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Literally, just close the curtain and no one will know that you're naked. <laughs> They're gonna know. 
<laughs> they're not going to know. <laughs> they're not going to know. <laughs> How will they know? <laughs> they're going to know. <laughs> I'm so glad you know the meme with me. <laughs> I, don't know the, I don't know the meme. I know that that's used. There's like five background sounds that are used for every video on Instagram. Every reel. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Real as the kids call them. Hey, our numbers, our numbers are looking good. I know you don't follow the numbers thing, but I can tell you there's a there's more people listening than you think are listening. So be sure to say hello to your family and friends because my mom said that last week was really good. <laughs> well, bless her heart. I, sure I wouldn't know what we sounded like if it weren't for my mother. Um, I love her. She's just the greatest. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think last week is when I took all my love back from your family. But you should give it back because they're the only people that like us. Yeah, well, okay. now, now it's back. She gets it back. We're so good. Somebody has figured out a way before I even put it out there that the latest episode has been uploaded. Somebody has found out a way to download and start listening to it before I've even let the world know it exists. Oh, someone is on it. I was impressed. I was impressed. Uh, I want to always give a shout out or a little uh, cross promotion to our friend uh, Darrell McLean and the Darrell McLean Show podcast. He's got a different take on things. He's got a different perspective. And if you got a few minutes, give the old man a listen. He 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 plays my he plays our commercial uh, at the beginning of every one of his episodes. So if you're oh good Darryl, for him, yeah. If you're a Daryl McLean listener and you're uh, just tuning into T Bone and Chickpea for the first time, hey, thanks for listening. We uh, we like having you here too. Don't expect much, and uh, you'll get exactly what you were expecting. We strive for mediocrity. I. Or I do, at least. 100% solid good. (laughs) I almost want to do an unpopular opinion of the day on a particular subject, but I don't believe my opinion is unpopular. Pennsylvania, do something. What is wrong? I go to the adult arcade yesterday, and in the 20-mile trip there, there were six giant deer carcasses off on the side of the road. In the return trip on the same 20-mile stretch of highway, there were five in the southbound lane. Uh, roughly every mile or every within every five miles, there's a dead deer on the side of the road. And I'm not talking little deer. I'm talking big, big deer. Strangely enough, they're all females. They're <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's because they've already killed and eaten the men. I mean, everything is fine. <laughs> women, women are drivers, female deer, bad walkers. No, I mentioned that to uh, the manager, producer. I always forget. You have a producer. I have a manager. Yeah, we all know that I need management in my life. The, I mentioned it to the producer and she had asked me, you know, I guess she had asked me if there were any males. And I said, no, they were all does. And the response she gave me, inappropriate for this air hilarious response but it involved getting away from the copulating male (laughs) (laughs) Uh, knowing your producer i can imagine (laughs) and it that is sounds about right i would literally rather die (laughs) they would rather throw themselves in traffic but to be mounted by a big, beautiful buck. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> so we got all these dead deer. And I'm telling you, this this is a, a, a major interstate here. It's a major through fare. You don't hit a, a, a 200, 300 pound object at highway speed and have a good outcome. I don't care 
what you're driving. If you're driving a little car, obviously a lot more damage. You're driving a big vehicle, that's still going to do damage. There was one, I've got to check the news. It may have been, I don't know what it was. On my way home today. Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) (laughs) On my way home today, just as I'm getting ready to get on 81, there is the, what I now call traditional uh, Spanish, uh, traditional Pennsylvania markings. There's blood splatter. There's a big blood splatter, kind of a trail leading off. It's what you see when a deer gets hit. There's blood everywhere. But the the tire tracks go to the right, and as you view it to the right, there is a cartoon-esque outline. I'm going to stop tomorrow on the highway and take a picture of this. There is a cartoon-esque blood splatter on the sounding wall. It looks like somebody threw a bag of blood at the wall, and it came out in the shape of an animal. My theory is, guy hits the deer at highway speed, veers off to the right, comes to a stop, and the deer flings off of his vehicle, probably a big rig, and hits that wall, and it creates this blood outline like nothing I've ever seen. I've I've gone on a rant before about, you know, uh, hey, deer fencing, look it up. It's a thing. You know, you put some fence along the side of the road to keep the deer from getting in the roadways. And today I tossed around the idea of maybe a special deer hunting license. You know why? Because deer hunting season has begun. And these yahoos go up into the mountains wearing their orange everywhere they can to shoot a deer they come home they they, oh i didn't even see a deer don't leave home go out to the nearest intersection go out there on exit the (laughs) seven find out what's going on well they have that in texas they have the thinning licenses it's like a thing i have been hit by a deer i have been hit by a deer that ran into the passenger side of my nissan versa i was going about 75 miles an hour Yes, ma'am. We have both talked about our deer. I've never been so offended in my life. (laughs) You know, I mean, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know what the road is. I mean, what is it? Is it like uh, Norway that has the, the, the wildlife bridges, the grass bridges, so they don't go towards the road? They are like grass covered overpasses for animals to move freely around. I, you know, I am a fan. To be fair. I don't know where in Pennsylvania the deer are coming or going from. Where is their green? I don't know. They're like, ah, there are three trees here. I will move across this concrete jungle to the other three trees. What's uh, happening? There, there are trees everywhere. This is a tree place. Uh, <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm touting my special license sniper deer idea today to someone in the know, he told me that most deer only live, live their entire lives with like in a two or three mile radius. Right. Yeah, they don't they're not they're not distance hikers, those deer. I I just don't okay, so uh move them. Uh, if if all of them are within <laughs> two or three miles of the cracker barrel on exit sixty nine here, maybe maybe somebody should go to the cracker barrel and move those deer a little further away from the highway. But maybe they really like cracker barrel. Who doesn't who doesn't like cracker barrel? <laughs> Please in the search for sponsors, let that be the one. Oh, I'm not even mad about that. I love Cracker Barrel. We're the the president of Cracker Barrel Industries, and we'd love to sponsor your little uh, radio program thing you do there. Um, Great. I would also like a bidet. Thank you. (laughs) We're not going to pay you any money, but uh, you can come and eat whenever you want. Can I get a veggie plate? Because I'm here for it. (laughs) Cracker Barrel has great food. Big Baby, 
had a wonderful, wonderful uh, a bit about the Cracker Barrel. I, I don't dare repeat it because I'd get canceled because I'm a white person. Uh, <laughs> but I can tell Look you- at you stand in your lane like those deer. <laughs> right before the truck hits you. Good job, bud. Back to, back to the animal bridges. I, I am a huge fan of the TV show Top Gear, and of course they they mentioned this. You know, Jeremy Clarkson, in his, his most witty way, shows a picture of one of these animal bridges in Denmark or somewhere in that area, and it's fifteen million dollars. They paid fifteen million dollars to install this bridge over this thing, uh, and then and then he says, and then they installed the cameras. And do you know in one year's time how many animals cross this bridge? Zero. Good for them. <laughs> That's like how many humans in New York City cross in the crosswalk? Zero. <laughs> it's good for you. You should do this. No, not when the light says go. Only when the lights are green against traffic. I I don't remember not using a crosswalk as a regular oh thing in New York. Right, but was was it necessarily when you were supposed to walk? Because I feel like they now there's just more pedestrians than there are cars. And the cars are super angry about it. Are we talking use the crosswalk or waiting for some stupid sign on the other side to tell you? We'll just wait for the cars to stop coming. No. What if Dustin <laughs> if there's if there's enough the people, the people win. With and Dustin- maybe that's how the deer feel. If there's enough of us, we will win. But they haven't unionized like pedestrians of New York. Not figured that out. <laughs> the the Dustin Hoffman, I'm walking here. That's I use that in a I use that in a radio spot on AFN. I'm walking here. (laughs) Those were the days, man. (laughs) Yes. We used to get up so early. I know. Now we stay up so late. (laughs) (laughs) I took my shower. So like right before you called, I was like, oh, I got 15 minutes. I'm gonna take the shower. Jumped in the shower and I was like, put my pajamas on. And I almost got in bed because that's the routine, right? Take a shower, put the pajamas on, get in bed. And I was like, no, 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 no. Go back to the living room. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not a nighttime shower person. Unless unless I've got some funk that needs to get off me. And I mean, that doesn't really happen. I I rode the subway multiple <laughs> times today. Uh, yeah, that's not so much a shower as a decontamination. <laughs> My fr- So I had a friend visiting. My friend Holly came to visit and we had the best time. Uh, we used to work at MWR together. She's from Alabama, had never been to New York. And, uh, you know, she's like, there's needles. And I was like, yes, <laughs> they're everywhere. And then, uh, you know, she, we were like looking on the train tracks and she's like, what are these, what are they, look at all these treasures. And I was like, I really just want Holly, who has like the epitome of Alabama accent to start a YouTube channel and just call it train track treasures with holly because she's like is that a maker's mark bottle is that a needle is that a rat it's so good it's so good i would watch that because it would just be life but we did see a lot of interesting things we saw a man whose foot is likely going to need to be amputated pretty soon here um there was a poop in the subway and she said oh god who would let their dog poop here and i said well it's 60 40 60 that it's human (laughs) and she was like what and i was like she's like oh shit that does look like human poo (laughs) it has been a wild week 
it New York is such a hard city to explain to a <laughs> to someone who is completely foreign to the things that happen in New York City. First of all, when you're in a, a subway tunnel and you see a New York City rat, you are it looks like a small dog. Yeah, you are questioning reality. You you're going back to the Princess Bride and the three things you need to do to get through the swamp forest. The <laughs> rodents, rodents of unusually large size, right? They're they're rather large. They are. <laughs> I, I wish, you know, I, I have kind of fallen in love with Nutria. I think those are cute little animals, which are equivalent to New York City rats, except New York City rats are angry and destructive. So they take the peaceful little Nutria and they feed them to the alligators and all the alligator farms. Well, what what if they just made a switch and put the kind little... No, it wouldn't work. What happened is you're transporting... <laughs> You transplant some nutria to New York City. You take the New York City rats, you send them down and feed them to the alligators. It's only going to take about six months before the nutria run around the subway like, hey, I'm walking here. And there are no more alligators. The alligators are now near extinction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rat, because the rats the have rats eaten them. Together. <laughs> They're like, this is so much tastier than our maker's mark bottle. We're <laughs> driving into New York. And of course... Uh, I I had a reason to go to New York, and I was driving a car that may or may not have been mine uh, legally. So I'm driving. I was I was young and reckless once. So I that is not what my youth looked like. As soon as I got into the city, actually into Brooklyn, at the very first traffic light, I come to a stop. The reaction time on a New Yorker's horn because the light turned green, and I put the car in gear. And started the accelerator. But before I could do that, the guy behind me was already on the horn. Do you think I'm driving a dragster? Do you realize my reaction? I couldn't believe it. And it's, it was like that at every traffic stop. Everybody yeah. in such a hurry that it only takes you it only takes you about a month to acclimate to New York City pace. I love when everyone is at a stand. So last night we were walking and the cops are directing traffic and there's an ambulance. Of course, there's always an ambulance. And they're trying to get the ambulance through the intersection and people are honking and no one's moving. And I'm like, you can see the lights. Like it's not, it's no mystery. We can hear the siren. We can see the lights and people are honking and there's people standing in the intersection saying, you don't get to go. The ambulance gets to go with lights and flashlights. And they're doing the thing. What are you honking for? Sometimes I'm going to bed and I'm like, it's midnight. There's four cars on the road. Who are you honking at? Why are you yelling outside my door? <laughs> it's just a very aggressive city. It's a very, it's very aggressive. It's fat. I mean, now uh, a lot of people think New York is a city that never sleeps. That's not true at all. Vegas is closer to a city that never sleeps. I would love to sleep. I love sleeping in New York City. I would like to stay asleep once I get there. But for the most part, after about three o'clock, the city calms down, and, th and there there are a couple of hours there. I get up at four. <laughs> <laughs> Who messed up? Who messed up? I, I just remember, you know, I would uh, I had a job in the city, so I, I I get into the city really early in the morning, and it was like a ghost town. You know, there's a couple of garbage people working. There's not a lot happening, and that that's like for an hour, and then everything is happening. All at once, everywhere, <laughs> like a bad, like a bad horror movie. Just absolute quiet and people. It's like the zombies turn the corner. That's a good way of putting it. Rob Calabro, when he was uh, he was in New York, I'm pretty sure it was Rob. 
at the beginning of the pandemic was out running, and he took some video. Him and Slade Ham, I think, did the best job of documenting the zombie apocalypse. And and uh, for those of you who've never heard of Slade, Rob Calabro, nobody knows Rob because he's just a guy with the camera. But uh, Slade, a uh, long-running comic, uh, he his uh, camera skills are really really good. And he had a drone out, and he's like through the streets of Houston, and it's just emptiness. It's it's. Will I saw those pictures. I know exactly what you're talking about. Man, it's just amazing. And and to think that when New York was like that, it was just like four o'clock in the morning, way before anything about a pandemic came along. But this was in the middle of the day. I couldn't imagine the city being like that. Yeah. That, that that's kind of kind of scarier to me than, you know, a <laughs> Any other movie involving an apocalypse in New York, you know, where everything's happening, the the stillness of it all would be scarier to me than the madness of it all. Because, you know, I got accustomed to madness. <laughs> it's interesting because you don't you don't ever see it that way. And then when you see those like videos, because I know the ones of Houston, I know exactly the ones that you're talking about. And I I was like, oh, that's. That's where I used to go visit my grandpa. That's all empty. And the ones in New York, like, who's ever seen New York that empty? In the middle of the day. Like, literally no one. Not even in movies. In movies, they have to edit people out. And we know that they've been edited out because there's always a glitch in the window. But (laughs) (laughs) it was surreal. And it was so weird and unsettling. Unsettling. And meanwhile, you know, while all the major cities in America were doing that, what were we doing? We were absolutely not moving <laughs> for fear of tickets we couldn't afford. <laughs> People, I, and I, I thought it was fun. I remember Tegan and her sister and her friends in Missouri, they would join us in quarantine conversations. And they're, they're there in the middle of Kansas, you know, or not the middle, they're on the edge of Kansas and Missouri. And these were people going out every day. They were drinking and having a good time, no mask and no nothing. And they were complaining about the quarantine back then. Whereas meanwhile, every night at eight o'clock, we're batting pans, you know, to let the healthcare workers know we care. What a dumb idea. I didn't do I, that. You didn't? No, I wasn't popular in our neighborhood. It, it, uh, well, you know, I, I lived in the section of Rota where sound travels. So you would hear it. I'd go up to the, the penthouse suite and I'd bang on some drums, and yell out, and try to be funny. One night, I wanted to do it with the bull costume on. Oh, God. <laughs> out the balcony with that giant bull costume on and beat on the drums. All right. Uh, we have, uh, that is enough of a warm-up. That was a real good warm-up session. Uh, now that, oh, that was the warm-up. That was the warm-up. Now that we've lost all the listeners that we did have, talking, well, I don't want to hear about New York. Well, you had to hear about it. Sorry. We're just, we say this to get to this. Uh, now, let's go to the injury report. I want to know what happened. It was a trip and fall. Standard trip and fall. (laughs) Was it while she was at Trunk or Treat? No. um, That post had a whole bunch of different things in it. It was like the weekend. That's basically how her weekend was. It was super fun, Trunk or Treat, having a blast. uh, And then. I'm old and brittle. I was like, the osteoporosis is on its way. And then I was like, oh, I got to be careful. I already don't have friends. I don't need to be divorced, too. Then that's a swing and a miss for me. Yeah, no, it was a really bad uh, trip and fall. And was it ironically th- enough, as much as the dogs are underfoot, not what did it. <laughs> not a high heel, not a dog. Was it at the house or was it out? It was at the house. Uh, we have like a gate that 
blocks the dogs from well blocks one of the dogs from getting over by where the cars are so that we can you know pull the cars in and out of the gate and uh you could open it or you can step over it those are your options and choices were made (laughs) (laughs) and there was a spill i can't say it's right or wrong or whatever i just feel terrible because of course couldn't have waited two months three months (laughs) was alcohol involved no are you sure? Absolutely, because she didn't drink. <laughs> what a shame that she doesn't drink. Because you know it only takes like a thimble to get her drunk. It's true, but it's also <laughs> nice. I always have a designated driver. The only place that's that true, the true. only place that she drinks is uh she likes the mojitos at La Cia Sul, and they're good. And it takes one, and then I drive home because I don't drink when we go there. It's a good trade off. I can drink anywhere I want except for Cia Sul. Then that night, I'm designated driver. It's perfect. Uh, we we ventured out. Uh, I wanted to take the wife out to dinner Friday night. She turned me down. <laughs> she was kind enough to let me take her out on Saturday. So we went to a little Korean restaurant nearby Ooh. that I've been wanting to try. And it was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But in Pennsylvania, they've got this uh, strange thing where a lot of restaurants do not have a liquor license. But they're cool if you bring the liquor in with you. BYOBs. BYOBs. Like that. I've yeah. never seen this before. There's a few places like that in Texas. It's awesome. You can I buy this. You you pay for the setup, which is like if you bring a bottle of liquor, you they you buy Coke, a, the rent the glasses, and a bucket of ice, or the a corking fee. I love it. It's my favorite. I am lying. I, I have seen, uh, any adult entertainment facilities in the state of Alabama do not allow you to have alcohol. You uh, and they cannot sell alcohol. Ah. But in a wonderfully inventive arrangement in the parking lot of every strip club in Alabama, on the right hand side or the left hand side, on one of the sides is the strip club. And on the other side of the parking lot just happens to be a little package store owned by the strip club. You go over there and you buy it, and then you go over there and you can use it. Alabama, I don't know if this is still true. I'm sure somebody out there can fact check me, but Alabama was one of the few states left where you could smoke inside. It was what I will have to talk to Holly. Holly will be our resident Alabama. (laughs) Maybe, maybe she does or does not know this. It was, it was the basis of one of my favorite jokes. One of my favorite subliminal jokes that i wrote years and years ago i still love it it was the it was under the premise of secondhand smoke because in alabama you're only allowed to smoke inside the strip clubs which makes me wonder if secondhand smoke is bad for one set of lips nah yeah yeah we're never gonna get a bidet sponsor with those kinds of jokes Not even a bidet can clean your I mind. Ay, ay, ay. I don't say anything. I just let you uh, fill in the blank on that. That one. should be our slogan for the bidet. If it can clean Tony's mouth, it can clean your tuchus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got our injury report. And nothing exciting. Nothing, nothing exciting. exciting. Now we need to talk about food. It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know, f- all. Because we're people and we eat. I made some good dinner tonight, my friend. All right. We'll start with your dinner because I don't have anything on the dinner front. And then we're going to go to school and then we'll go to Instapot stuff. So okay. uh, what did you make for dinner? Dinner tonight was uh, coconut sticky rice, uh-huh. arugula salad with um, pomegranate seeds, 
Okay. Topped with seared salmon belly that I had marinated in uh, ginger coconut milk marinade. It was fantastic. Why would cook that fancy for just you? Because I had leftover salmon belly from school <laughs> and nothing of it took me like 20 minutes to make because I cooked my rice in the instant pot. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. And then while that cooked, I when I came home, I just made the marinade, which was literally ginger. Some of the milk that I used for the rice threw in the refrigerator when I got hungry, threw the rice on and I seared this. It was fine. It took me like 20 minutes to make the whole thing. And not even all at once. It took me 20 minutes over the course of two hours. It was great. It was delicious. That I'll send you a picture. Bill, and I'm glad you're using your school leftovers for sustenance. <laughs> now, well, uh, today in class, we had like all this leftover brioche dough. And uh, my chef was like, do you guys want to make hot dog buns for these sausages? And we were like, okay. And I was like, can I use this part and make some cinnamon dough or cinnamon a cinnamon roll? And he was like, or like a cinnamon loaf. And he was like, you know how to do that? And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay, go for it. And it came out beautiful. It was so pretty. And he was like, okay, <laughs> he's super French. So uh, every time he looks at me, I just assume I'm doing something wrong. He didn't think you could make cinnamon roll. Right. I don't think he understood that I knew what I was doing. I think he thought I was going to ask for assistance because it's not in the curriculum. But little does he know that I make killer cinnamon rolls. I, 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 it, it, how easy people don't understand unless you've worked at a cinnamon bun you don't understand unless you work at the pillsbury dough factory you don't understand. no cinnamon rolls are such an easy I, right now we're planning our thanksgiving menu yeah what are i we need to talk offline about thanksgiving i got questions are you coming i have questions for you okay so we are <laughs> planning our thanksgiving menu uh, you know, I, I get to do the bird. Yay. Uh, and I play Morse Day in the time, the entire time while I'm cooking that bird. It's good to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, we plan to fail. Hallelujah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I will not be coming. <laughs> my uh, my mother-in-law, she's coming to visit. She makes an amazing stuffing, so she's going to be making the stuffing. The wife has got some, some yams. Oh, yams. Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, yams. That. You name it. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. Taters. I was going to make that uh, artisan bread that I made in the Instapot because it came out well and it was well received. But this conversation about cinnamon rolls has got me thinking, I've got everything I need to make cinnamon rolls. Dude, make the cinnamon. So in my cinnamon rolls, I don't just use cinnamon and sugar. I put a little bit of clove, a little bit of cardamom in you know, to fancy it up, to make it, and then a little nutmeg. And it makes, it like takes it from being too sweet to having just a little spice. So good. So good. I'll hit you with those ratios later. It's fine. I'm not sure. Well, I don't do ratios. <laughs> <laughs> when I say ratios, I mean, there is no precise measurement. I will tell you the sprinkle sprinkle that you need for each of those. My mother, she, she posted some rant about cleaning out the spice cabinet that she was really, really proud of. I love your mom. She was so proud of it. She sent me a message saying, you can use that. <laughs> your mom is uh, all right ladies amazing and gentlemen mama knuckles wrote the next joke here we go <laughs> so uh, i'm assuming that you're still in school and you passed all the required uh uh the hell week task for your pastry class i did i got a hundred on that 
Oh, you're such a Susie Springarm. Good for you. No, I like almost failed the written test, but I can make a I can make a tart. I can make a fruit tart. And, and that's all that matters. And a banging cinnamon roll to go with it. I do make a good cinnamon roll. It, you had my cinnamon rolls. I made them for Christmas last year. Oh yeah. I think I <laughs> I I tell you where my surprise comes in. A surprise ingredient for my cinnamon rolls. You're not gonna believe me. Lemon. Try. lemon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not I've done know. orange, not lemon, but it's an orange. It's just hidden in there. It's a nice, nice butter. It's some sugar. It's some cinnamon. Sprinkle in some <laughs> lemon juice. So that when people bite into it, they go like, hey, wait a second. Anyway, and then they go right back to eating. It's I'll do the orange zest in the, like, if I'm doing a, a frosted cinnamon roll, I'll do the orange zest in the frosting, mm. making the cream cheese frosting. Mm. Who doesn't like cream cheese frosting? <laughs> We're going to cheat when it comes to desserts. We're just going to go to Costco and buy those giant. Costco makes like a 20-inch pumpkin pie. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't have a Costco membership. Otherwise, I wouldn't fit through the doors at Costco. And they have double-wide opening automatic doors. They're just garage doors. They're not even that. I wouldn't even be able to get in. You'd have to roll me in like like Veruca Salt. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Freaking blueberry. Roll me to the pies, (laughs) T-Bone. So, uh, you know, big fan, Angelina Jolie, because uh, she's crazy, and, you know, crazy's fun. Um, it's the spice of life. Salt, the movie where she's the... Oh, yes, yeah. speaking of spice of life. Right? So she plays a Russian spy that is, is not a Russian spy, and her name is Veruca Salt. Yeah, also a band name. Opened ah. up for Lady Gaga, also opened up for a lot of other bands. Seen them a few times. Pretty good. Anyways. Trash. <laughs> Scott uh, has got a new band opening for him called Crush. No, too soon, Mom Freyer, too soon. I, you know, I used to work concert security. I was. The I guy. used to go to concerts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the guy in the barrier between the, the audience and the stage, and I've pulled a lot of people out of the, out of the Crush. I have, uh, and it is that's what it is. I don't know how many times as as a not a large person overall, especially in high school, I was little where I would go to a show and for, you know, two hours, my feet never touched the floor. We're just the press of people. At one point I had probably jumped and I just never came back down. (laughs) And it's at first a lot, but it's interesting because that venue has had this, had similar incidents with the similar results. So that's going to happen. Obviously there's there's a, something is wrong with the venue. There's something between security or admittance or the breakdown of general admission to seating that is incorrect. There's a, an incorrect ratio there because I've been to many concerts where it is a very small venue full of people crowd surfing the crushes of it's there. It could happen. There's a potential, but it hasn't happened. There is always the potential. There's always the potential. It only takes uh, a trigger. Right. One little surge. Yeah, something to happen that creates the surge and, mm-hmm. and, and there is no there is no fighting back. As as one of the people that was doing security, when we would see this happen, you know, we could snatch people. We could uh, we we could make an avenue of escape, but I mean we were good at what we did and we didn't have too many issues, but every once in a while it, it got bad and, and people have died at yeah. concerts. They just like Eight is a high number. That's a lot. Yeah. It's one. I think the worst, I think the worst squish situation I was in was, it was a disturbed stone temple pilots and corn 
It was a like a radio station's Christmas festival concert outside, huge arena, huge space. It's where they host ACL still. Like it's a huge space. But the number of people in that space, it was a lot. But they opened a lane down the middle. Halfway through, they told everyone, move over, move over. And they laid basically a track of stanchions and barriers straight down the middle. And if you were in a situation that you needed to get out of, you could go out to the side or you could go out down this middle aisle. And that was the smartest decision. And that it wasn't set up like that initially. I I know the moment uh, that crush happened. So uh, a, a crush is band generated, whether they want to believe it or not. Absolutely. Something about a song that just gets people moving. And in, on that venue of people, you said, you said Stone Temple Pilots. You said yep. somebody else. Disturbed Stone Temple Pilots and Corn, And it was during Stone Temple Pilots that they were like, started laying the barrier down. And I'm sure you can imagine. Because as soon as a starts. No, that was Disturbed. No, Disturbed <laughs> was like, it was busy. But as soon as Scott Weiland came up on the stage and they had these big blocks on it and he like did a back bend everyone went nuts and just like <sighs> straight forward straight forward and it was again one of those moments where i just i don't i don't know if my feet touch the ground for the next two hours green day happened at a green day show kitty there have been a few times we're just like oh and, and this is it and this is it this might be the end of me <laughs> no I, uh, I i saw too much from inside the barricade to ever put myself in that position on the outside of the barricade. I would never do. I don't care how fine she is <laughs> walking on the floor of any concert. That's not, no, I got money. We'll sit up in the seats where normal people sit, but uh, we ain't on, we ain't at the general admission floor. We ain't doing that. It's funny. Cause like now, like after college and I was working in like marketing and we would host events and then you watch the show from the side of the stage like the flaming lips and you're like oh it's so safe up here now i'm like i go to a show and i'm in the crowd and i'm like but where's my pass <laughs> can i watch this from the side <laughs> because i'm frail the osteoporosis is on its way <laughs> A lot of a lot of comedy clubs around the country. It all depends on where you're at, but you know, you you do get accustomed to like being able to see things from the backstage or the green room. There's a whole bunch of acts that I only know from their backside because that's all <laughs> you get to see them. You get to see the audience, uh, and and when you find yourself like I I, I have to uh, soon start getting in with the local comedy. Uh, I gotta I gotta learn my way around uh, the uh, Harrisburg comedy zone interactions i need to find out who's who in the zoo you know kind of kind of make myself known and then and then if i if i ever plan on seriously getting back on stage for for time and uh it's it's going to start with me sitting in the audience like a normal person i don't even know if i can because all the comics are going to be in the back of the room i know that local comics or comics anywhere they're always the guys sitting in the back of the room and unless it's the comedy store then it was just writers <laughs> writers always sat in the back of the room and you could tell a joke you could tell an original joke at the comedy store on a tuesday and by wednesday night that was in somebody's uh, opening monologue if it was good that was a long time ago anyway uh let's see, do i have anything to share about my cooking experiences of the week not really I don't think I you didn't. What you didn't what? instapot this week? I told you that I ruined the pork loin. Yep. Yeah. 
That was a bad. That's sad. You said just redo it, and I haven't. So now, no experiments this week. The uh, the wife is going to entrust me with her yams. Oh yams. Yams. <laughs> so for Thanksgiving, I get to do her yams. Hey, just thought of a double entendre there. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I have, I have nothing food-related to share with you this week. Thank you for filling us in on your food journey. I'm uh, glad I could carry us on that. It's a lot of weight on my shoulders. <laughs> Going to have to stretch. You got any headlines for me? Oh, I do. I had one. It was really funny. <laughs> it's a classic headline. Classic headline. The uh, Joe Biden headline I, I had joked about at the beginning is, is a real headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see it? I did. I just don't care about it because this one's way better. This is from the UK, so you know it's quality. Oh, of course. Mum warns over leather trousers that sound like she has a duck down her pants. Challenge accepted. Uh, who's doing the warning? You know, the, I, I don't understand the part of this story that, that I've got to I've got to work through before I can figure out. And for those of you who don't know what's happening here, let me just tell you what the deal is. Chick Brew gives me a headline, and then I, using my unbelievable powers of observation and make believe, can tell you the story behind the story. So what we have here is a middle-aged British woman who is who is definitely beyond her prime, uh, who had children <laughs> late in life. At hospital, because British people hate using the word the. Did you have a child? Yes, I had a child. Where'd you have the child at? At hospital. It's the. At the hospital, you crazy Brit. Anyway, she's beyond her prime. She had children at a late age, which, ladies, I hate to tell you, but it really does a wreck down there, okay? So, honestly, someone, probably a parent-teacher's event, maybe a cab driver, it could be anybody says, uh, uh, hello, dear. It sounds like you have a duck in your pants or your trousers. You have a duck in your trousers. And uh, and there, and she is like, oh, how dare you? These are leather pants causing those sounds. In reality is it's having two children in her mid-40s. That's creating a duck sound. Doesn't matter what she's wearing. Corduroy, denim, leather. She's got duck lips. Or was it presidential inspiration? I don't know. The jury's still out. But that one was for you. You know that pained me, but I did it for you. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> do you have another? I do have another British one. Are you ready? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Man mortified oh, I to love discover mortified. he's been using his microwave wrong for six years. <laughs> Mortified. <laughs> Man mortified. He's been using microwave. I took out the word the again because I hate the word. You don't need it. Yeah. Irrelevant. Took out the word microwave. He's been using wrong for six years. What's he been doing with it? T-bone, tell us. <laughs> What's he been doing with the microwave for six My years? That was imagination mortifying. It's firing off in so many different directions. Let's uh, go with the mildly appropriate direction. That that takes away like six of the directions that might. Yes, go go backwards to the left a little, and that's the one so, we're going to go with. <laughs> after six years, the man realized that uh, how <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I mean, unless you're sitting on it and using it as a lavatory, um, six years. It's a long time. No, no, it's got to be something simple. Let's, we're, we, 
allowed the media to clickbait us. You click on this story because, holy cow, this guy is mortified. Great word, by the way. He's mortified to find out after six years he's been using his microwave wrong. And then you click on it, and you get all these stupid little pops-ups. And the first pop-up is like a picture of a microwave. Oh, Charleston Charles Evanson of Wilkinstonshire <laughs> says he was mortified to find out that his microwave uh, wasn't working his design. And then you click, and you click, and you click, and by the time you're done with it, you've bought some shoes from Dolce & Gabbana. But the bottom line is he didn't understand that his microwave was set to defrost. So one day while complaining to neighbors, he's like, I don't understand. It takes forever for the microwave to cook anything. I don't understand how this is efficient at all. I put it on there for half an hour and it's still cold in the center. And then the friend goes, well, you've got it on defrost. Are you kidding? It's been on defrost for six years. I am mortified. Mortified. There we go. I can't wait to one day tell you what the real issue was because you're going to be like, that's the stupidest thing and someone actually prints it up anywhere. It's hilarious. I don't think I'm far off. You're not, actually. You're not. You're act- but the, the actual reality uh, is even dumber because it's not even that it's really an issue. It's just that who wrote about it? Like someone, again. Mortified. 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 All right. That was two good headlines. I think I worked out through the... I'd like to say I at least made it through the second one pretty well. I think I did. That was good. I did good on both. The second one was good. The second one made me giggle. Also mortified. The first one, perhaps mortified. The second one, definitely now giggled. we get to your favorite part of the show. Hanging up. <laughs> it's time. Do I even know birthdays? Oh, yeah. There's some good birthdays out there. This Birthday burns. Birthday burns. <laughs> i came through i came through did you all right who do you have do you have do you have, do you, have you already have, selected your I people have, i have not all right ladies and gentlemen it's time for the show that christina hates the mostest hated it <laughs> and it's only because she's a roaster in training now it is time for birthday burns Reminding you again what Birthday Burns is all about. Basically, we want to say happy birthday to our friends and our loved ones, but we don't want you putting your real birthday on the internet. So this is our chance of getting back at you uh, and shaming you into changing your fake birthday or putting your uh, fake birthday on the internet. We switch it up so as not to personally offend you. The people on Christina's list, I do not know. The people on my list, Christina does not know. So these are really just random words being attributed to your name. If this shall offend thou, we're sorry. Of course, we love you, and we weren't trying to hurt your feelings. And if it hits close to home, and, uh, you know, I haven't really used the fat one yet. As a as a fat person, I try not to fat shame too much. But if I call you fat, and you are fat, well, you know, do like me. Work on it. <laughs> embrace it. Oh, or that. <laughs> yes, embrace it. So there are two schools off- of thought. We're going to start it off. Uh, Chick Brew is going to give me the first uh, birthday candidate of the day. Who you got for me? One of my nearest and dearest, David Boone. I, I don't think it's fair to do David Boone because much like uh, last week's, I know David Boone. I think that's the setup. <laughs> I think every time you tell me somebody, I know that person, and they just go. Uh, David Boone is uh, the guy. He's the guy that goes to the gym to get dates. Yeah, He's the guy. <laughs> 
you see in the gym who's not really lifting weights, but he's like telling everybody else how they should be lifting weights. And he spends like more time than normal just hanging out with the other dudes. Like he's in the gym for two hours, quote unquote, working out. But what he's really doing is working. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody who spends two hours a day in the gym should come out with something other than another man's phone number. And it shouldn't look like you skipped arm leg, leg day, uh, leg day, arm day, back day, stomach day. <laughs> All the days. Like you skipped every day except date night. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Birthday bird. Love you, David. <laughs> Don't listen to Tony. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Even if it's true. <laughs> Even if it's true. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, let me uh, let me see who I got for you. We're going to go in alphabetical order. Now, we're going to go ladies first. Oh. My friend celebrating her birthday this week is the lovely Amanda Nearing. Amanda Nearing, who I know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I feel I feel strong enough in that friendship that uh, she'll know it's all in good fun. I hope. She seems the type. She's the best thing about Amanda Nearing is every time you see her, you know that that visit is nearing its end. <laughs> I see what you did there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any friends. Actually, I don't have any friends. <laughs> it's the worst jokes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's something I want you to remember when Patrick Nearing's birthday comes around because that is way more fitting. So, Amanda, you want around. It's a horrible thing to say that. But her husband, you know, he could he could take a hike anytime he wants to. Happy birthday, gang. A birthday bird. Oh, remember when we did Sober October and he was like, I did all the miles in two seconds. Yeah, right? Hate that Whoa. guy. <laughs> Whoopie ta. <laughs> not, a, not a true story. I do not hate that guy. That's all right. So here we go. Here's a- We can be salty. We can be salty and bitter. It's fine. <laughs> That wouldn't be a birthday burn. That'd be a birthday Fact. gentle Fact. wafting. <laughs> a gentle birthday part. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else you got for me? Uh, Lenny Lacrosse. I actually know Lenny Lacrosse. <laughs> you just know everyone today. <laughs> I, I. So, how do you? I don't. You know. I don't want to get into nerd bashing. And if you're if you're going with Lenny uh, and your name is alliterative, you're probably a nerd. So I don't want to get into nerd bashing, but you know when a guy's got Coca-Cola bottle glasses and and of course he hasn't really done good at cleaning his hair and uh, he thinks he's smarter than everybody and he still wears Superman underoos, you know. I mean, there has to be another name than nerd. <laughs> And it's Lenny. Lenny. Bird. <laughs> See, I, I started there because I knew him, and I brought it all the way back around because I known him. I, I... Here we go. Our final of birthday burn of the evening. Long time friend. Please don't hurt his feelings. I could never because I'm terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> it is the birthday of Big Mo Alexander. Mo Alexander. That's right. Mo Alex. Mo ha- is nothing. <laughs> I don't know Mo, but I do know this because his name gives it all away. No matter what he starts off with, he always needs Mo money, Mo ladies, Mo food, 
Mo problems. Mo has nothing. That's it. That's it. Bird. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that you were done. I just had to. That's it. That's a all. birthday bird. I'm sorry, Mo. I don't know you. You seem delightful. <laughs> so, so for whatever reason, Mo had a possum in his house. I don't know. I just saw the pictures. I didn't get into Mo possums. That's what he needs. <laughs> I Mo has nothing except for possums. I should have shared that picture with you. That's what I should do. Is just give you a picture, not a name. Like here you go. <laughs> No, I like the way we do it. It's safe. It's sanitary. Nobody gets any real sangre on the hands there. It's all it's all artificial sangre, okay? Yeah, I don't know any of these people. I mean, if I do know them, they know that I don't feel that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're burnt, so bad you're at this. Bad, and all I did was call one guy a nerd and another guy a... a gym rat. A gym predator. Predator. <laughs> Mercedes, she did a couple of PSAs of the don't spot. I mean, spot me, don't stop. I filmed them. <laughs> Those were my PSAs. Mercedes was my saving grace so that I could meet my quotas. <laughs> wonderful lady she is. She is fantastic. She's a great human being. Appreciate right. her. Well, with that being said, I think we've covered everything we need to cover today. We got another episode in the can. That'll be episode number eleven, leading into a Veterans Day, and uh, then we got two weeks. No, we're not taking any time off. We're, you know, uh, yeah. we're good. So we're good. So rocking uh, and rolling. I remind you today, as I remind you every day, uh, be the best you that you can be, and if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Aww. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.